Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Diaz Trade Law, your customs expert. Today on South Florida Business Radio, we have Jarrett Levan with BBX Capital. Welcome, Jarrett. Hi, Lee. Thank you. I am so excited to learn what you're up to, but for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about BBX Capital. How are you serving folks? So BBS Capital is a diversified holding company. We have uh, three major what we call verticals. We're in the real estate business. We're in the candy business. And then uh, we make uh, door parts, um, barn doors, sliders, closet doors, and, and hardware. So it's a very diversified and eclectic portfolio. Now, can you just share a little bit about the history? Did you start out in one industry and then organically grew into the others? Or like, how did this kind of conglomerate come about? So our company has gone through many transitions over over five decades. We started in the real estate business in Miami in the mid-80s. Uh, we acquired a company called Bank Atlantic, which uh, we operated for about 30 years, sold that in 2012. And at that point, BBX became a diversified holding company. Still uh, stayed with our roots, which is real estate and real estate investing, and then have uh, diversified into other platforms. So how did the candy and sweets business catch your eye? So actually, interestingly enough, um, Hoffman's Chocolates, which is headquartered in uh, Green Acres in Palm Beach County, was a customer of ours at Bank Atlantic. And as CEO of Bank Atlantic, I used to visit our customers regularly. And just coincidentally, I would I would make Hoffman's on my every time I went to Palm Beach County, I would put that on the on the tour. And we sold Bank Atlantic and decided to to develop a diversified platform. Um, I, I've always been, always had a sweet tooth. I was in the candy business since, in sixth grade and decided to uh, to reach out to the, the owners of Hoffman's and see if they would sell to us. And they did. And that that was our first acquisition 10 years ago uh, this year. And it kind of catapulted us into this uh, exciting industry. So when you were in, um, in kind of banking, you had a glimpse of lots and lots of businesses. So that was the first thing that caught your eye was a chocolate company? Well, what I love, well, first of all, I'm a chocoholic. So yes, <laughs> I'm very passionate about my chocolate. But what I loved about Hoffman's on a much smaller scale was that they were rooted in the local community, which is no different than Bank Atlantic. We were rooted in the South Florida community. Hoffman's was as well. Uh, Bank Atlantic had 100 locations. Hoffman's had three. But, you know, the concept was the same. Um, and I, t- I tell people that the candy industry is very, very similar to the banking industry. You have very large um, companies like Mars and Hershey's and Nestle, like you have very large banks and you have thousands of much smaller candy businesses around the country. And that's what appealed to me about this industry. And then from there that led to the other um, kind of confectionery acquisitions. Yes, we, we had uh, after Hoffman's, we made two more acquisitions in Florida, including the company that makes the legendary coconut patties that you see in the airports and the um, and the hotels and other shops around Florida and other tourist destinations. And then we acquired five years ago, It's Sugar, which is the largest of the specialty candy retailers in, in North America. And you know that business has really catapulted BBX Sweet Holdings. Now, that that's a franchise, right? 
No, it's not a franchise. It's not. Um, it Sugar owns, and, and as a result, BBX owns a hundred or owns and operates a hundred uh, store locations. And oh. we just opened our we just opened our first one in Canada about six weeks ago. Wow, I didn't realize that because I know I've seen them around the country, and I just assumed it was a franchise. So those are all owner operated. Yes, they are. Wow. So, uh, what attracts you to that kind of a an operation? Well, first of all, you know, candy in North America is a $35 billion industry and growing. Um, it's not recession-proof. Nothing is. But I'd like to say it's recession-resistant. We all like our candy. Uh, you know, many of us have a sweet tooth. Um, but It's Sugar specifically um, has partnered with a lot of the large brands. And, uh, you know, we, um, we opened the first Sour Patch Kids Cafe. Uh, we just opened the first ever Oreo Cafe. We have relationships with all of the large brands and, you know, our, uh, our footprint, um, you know, you can, you can buy our, you can buy the same candy, maybe at Target or, or at a, at a um, I was going to say a five and dime, but those don't exist anymore, but you can buy them at a, at a grocery store or a drug store, but um, we provide the entertainment aspect and we provide license apparel and accessories and just a different experience um, shopping at an insurer, which makes it fun and exciting. Yeah, and it's very social media friendly. I mean, that's yeah, a it's. Yeah. Um, I mean, your marketing is kind of built into the <laughs> into the store. It is, and we're opening larger stores. We opened a, um, a twenty four thousand square foot store in uh, New Jersey near the Meadowlands. We opened a fifteen thousand square foot store on Michigan Avenue. Um, we're opening a big store in Miami uh, next year. Uh, we've got a big store in Times Square that just opened uh, two months ago. So. Uh, you know, we have larger footprint, which allows us to to offer not only more candy, more nostalgic candy, more more fan favorites, but also, as I mentioned, we can also um, sell. We have room to sell the licensed uh, merchandise from from some of the big candy brands. Now, are are you telling them to make kind of the large, super large um, packaged goods there, or they had them? They always had them, and it was just difficult for the consumer to get. They always had them. Um, we also have some exclusive items, which we call the Giants, which are cereal sized boxes and larger. Um, and we, we do some fun things with the brands. For instance, um, you know, a lot of people like the pink Starburst. You cannot buy pink Starburst in the store, but you can buy, you know, an exclusive pink Starburst, Starburst collection at its sugar. Um, you know, that's just one example. But, you know, we work with the brands to create um, fun and exclusive content that you might not be able to buy elsewhere. Now, when you were kind of um, falling into this diversified investment strategy of yours, was it something that after a while you're like, hey, we maybe should have done this sooner? Like, was that something you were like, this was, this is really working out well because now, um, you know, we're not as dependent on one aspect of the economy. If something gets hit, there's always some, you know, kind of a hedge in there. So, so let me answer that, Lee, in two ways. One, I don't look back. I think there's always a time and place. And um, the banking business was really good uh, for 30 years. Um, and um, what I enjoy about, you know, the diversified holding company is that we get to, um, you know, um, no day is the same. Um, you know, every day I'm in, involved in different aspects of the different businesses. But the most important thing is that, you know, we have uh, best practices across the companies, across industries. We have shared experiences, shared resources. We collaborate um, and that's the benefit that a, that a BBX Capital has uh, as a diversified holding company, having 
um, different businesses, lots of different leaders uh, throughout the organization, um, different geographies and different experience. And, and that's the beauty of, um, of our diversified holding company. Now, how do you kind of create a BBX culture that maybe permeates all of the brands that you serve? So um, we launched about three years ago an internal concept called One BBX, working together as the power of one. And we um, we have councils across the organizations. We have starting with the CEO council, we get um, I, I lead a council of uh, myself and five other of our CEOs of a marketing council, a real estate council, a finance council, a community impact council, culture committee. So we encourage um, and tap people to join these councils to represent each of the companies um, that they become ambassadors for one BBX and they become ambassadors for the culture across um, and around the organization. Now that you're in multiple markets, are you able to kind of live into that philosophy of um, supporting the community? I know how much you support the South Florida community, but does that kind of trickle into the other markets you serve with your brands in different uh, parts of the country? It it does. um, You know, with our Community Impact Council, they meet once a month um, and we have people represented um, from South Florida, from Orlando, um, and from um, from uh, Toronto, um, and they talk about collaboration on initiatives like food drives. Or um, we did a a, a build day a um, couple months ago where we had uh, in five different locations in five different cities across two countries where we had hundred um, one BBX associates building on the same day, and um, and then we created a video. Um, with uh, photos and videos from each of the sites and put it on our on in our uh, one BBX newsletter. So yes, we we um, we encourage the companies to do things locally, but we also um, you know try to do th- try to do um, community initiatives uh, collectively. We also have a big partnership with Make a Wish uh, nationally through its Sugar, and um, you know which which is across all of our stores, and you know we're in twenty eight states and two countries. At a sugar, and we've we've written uh, a check um, as much as seven hundred thousand dollars to to uh, to make a wish. So, um, you know, all these initiatives are important uh, for, and it's always it's been a part of our DNA since since inception to give back to our local communities, and you know, local can be defined in many ways. Now, um, do you have any advice for other leaders that uh, might be leading a diversified? Um kind of portfolio that you like you are is there any advice that you would give to them on how to kind of make sure that everybody is um on the same page when it comes to communication it it sounds like that one bbx is a great way for everybody to kind of get alignment and kind of get on the same page so um i um i joke internally that in addition to my title being the ceo it's also the cro the chief reminding officer and, um, you know, I spent a lot of time talking about t- talking to our executives across our companies and encouraging um, our companies to learn from each other. And, you know, that doesn't just happen by chance. You have to create the platforms and the councils and the communication for that to occur. And so I would encourage anybody that's involved in or runs a diverse, diversified holding company to set up the platforms for 
um, their people to communicate. Um, we, we have a newsletter I, I mentioned we send out every month. And um, in addition to a memo from me, we highlight uh, people and projects and initiatives and new stores and new apartment complexes um, and awards you know, across the different companies. So I think the communication is just so critical um, in not only any company, but especially in a diversified platform. Especially when in one area somebody stumbles upon a great idea, it's so important for that to be disseminated because you never know how somebody in a different industry might be able to leverage similar principles. Actually, if, if uh, we have time, I'll share a story with you. Um, in the in the middle of the pandemic, um, where freight costs from um, from China were had just gone had, went through the roof, and you know one of our companies was struggling with the with the being. Um, incredible increase in the cost of uh, bringing containers from China. Um, I, I had heard of another one of our companies that was paying about 40% less. So I put the two of them together and it was significant savings um, that, uh, that was materialized just from that conversation. Right. Where it was kind of, it might've been a throwaway line that you heard, but you were able to go, Hey, this connection is going to be valuable to somebody else. And, exactly. uh, and having that kind of open lines of communication to encourage sharing and then having somebody that, you know, can connect the dots. I mean, that's where really a lot of impact happens. Exactly. So what do you need more of? How can we help? Um, we, what do we need more of? Um, we need, um, we need, we need good weather. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> Um, you know, what we need is we need, which is happening, we need um, talented people, skilled workers uh, in Florida, um, you know, in specific, you know, we're, we're located on Las Olas. You know, we need um, it's actually easier than it used to be. It used to be difficult to recruit people to South Florida. It's gotten easier. Quality of life is just so great here. Um, you know, ha- having uh, no state income tax really helps. But we just we continue to need more skilled qualified labor in, in South Florida. And then what kind of backgrounds do you need? Or do you need uh, finance people? You need uh, real estate experts? What, what kind of talent are you looking for? Really finance and technology. Finance and technology. And then um, if somebody wants to learn more, what is the best way of doing that? What's the best way to learn more about BBX Capital and maybe connect with you or somebody on your team? Um, well, they can um, they can go to bdxcapital.com for sure. Um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and, um, and you know we're 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 always looking for ideas and opportunities. Um, you know we're we're an inquisitive organization, so you know we do look for good opportunities, whether it's in real estate or in operating companies. So if anybody has an idea, or you know um, you know I, I love meeting with people to get new ideas. Um, so if someone has an idea, I'd encourage them to reach out. And then, so are you looking to acquire more candy companies, more real estate? Is the, you know, kind of the doors are open for that kind of conversation or are you open to any other businesses that might be doing interesting things? So um, I, I'm probably more focused on what we call bolt-on acquisitions of our existing portfolio companies. However, you know, if there's a, and, and I, I'd be more focused right now on a company in Florida that might be available. Um, but if there is an opportunity that someone thinks makes sense, 
you know, we, we look for good brands. Um, we don't invest in startups. We don't really invest in technology. You know, we're investing in mature brands in, um, good sectors. We will, even if it's not a bolt on, it's a new sector, we would look at it. Good stuff. Well, Jared, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio.